WBNE. Hello, and welcome to episode 101, All About the Hobbit. Chapter 14, Fire and Water. Being the 101st part of That's What I'm Talking About. I might have to come up with a new intro. This is getting too much now. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I am joined by Lauren Does Cosplay. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, your for, for people who don't follow you on Instagram, your cosplay is just awesome and so oh. detailed and intense. Oh, and oh thank you. <laughs> I highly recommend if you are a fantasy person in general, definitely follow her. Um, for some reason, your like current profile picture, I think, is you as Geralt. And so for yes. some reason, I was expecting to like see you as Geralt. <laughs> <laughs> I just like show up and I've got my ice white Full. wig on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just sort of what I wear on the on the rag. And we were talking a bit about TikTok, too, how we have both seen each other on TikTok, <laughs> like on the Lord yeah. of the Rings side of TikTok. I think I first came across, I think the first one I saw of yours was the one where you did, you were dressed as the Witch King and it was Regina George screaming when she bursts into right into the, the burn book. So I was like, all right. Honestly, I think that's the best idea I've ever had. It's so I, funny. I think- <laughs> gosh. It's I remember so telling funny. my boyfriend about it. I was like, I just, because like that sound was sort of like sort of trending on TikTok and I was like I just have this idea that I want to do like the witch king and he's like cutting out the picture of Eowyn he was like okay (laughs) and then I did it and it did really well which I'm glad that people like got it but it was funny because I was like I think it's a funny idea (laughs) um my favorite thing ever is when I see people doing like sexy Gandalf or sexy mm. witch king or whatever um, yeah. and not necessarily like not definitely not like mocking Tolkien's work but no. people have a tendency to take his stuff so seriously way so too I seriously love seeing people having so much fun with it so yeah I, was like, I, I, gotta, I, I gotta reach out and see if she'd like to come on especially because yeah like like you said people do take it like way too like I've gotten comments like, "Oh my God, Tolkien's rolling in his grave right now." I'm like, "I've gotten those too." It's like you realize that him and C.S. Lewis used to dress up like in polar bear costumes yeah. and crash parties. It's like I don't think he, I think he would get a little. I mean, I don't know the guy, but I, I like to think he might get, get a, a kick, kick out, out of it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like let me. It's funny. Come on, not yeah. It's like not, I'm not doing it to like mock him. It, it's just like doing sexy Gandalf or sexy Witch King. It's like so absurd in terms of like sexifying so a, cost, a, a costume that it's like it's just it's like so it's clearly to be funny yeah <laughs> like so when people don't get it like oh okay. see that's my thing is that um I'm not the kind of person who can just like dress up for Halloween in like a sexy costume I always <laughs> yeah. have to like make it be funny so yeah. th- I think my next Halloween costume is definitely gonna be a, a sexy you know witch king or, or, yeah. or something like that because I just think that's the peak of like I want to look good but yeah. also <laughs> I have a beard and a staff <laughs> exactly it gets great reactions from people it's funny everyone's joking and but you're also like I'm hot yeah so. <laughs> yeah it really combines everything you want for Halloween oh so good so good <laughs> um well why don't you tell me a little bit about your history with Lord of the Rings and, and the Hobbit and everything when did um when did that like first come to you yeah so I definitely started as a movie watcher so Fellowship of the Ring came out in 2001 so I was 
seven. <laughs> oh, wow. Seven. Yeah. So and I like wasn't really even old enough to watch it. I'm, I I almost don't even remember watching Fellowship of the Ring for the first time. But I remember when Two Towers came out like in theaters and I was only like eight. So I wasn't allowed to watch it because it was PG-13. And I remember my mom went and watched it in theaters. And I, I just remember when she got home, I was like, what happens in it? Like, I was so excited. And I, I have a really distinct memory of her telling me about like um, the Gollum Smeagol sort of like mm-hmm. schizophrenic scene that he has in in Two Towers. Um, yeah. So and then I, I, I don't think I saw Return of the King in theaters either, because obviously at that point I was only yeah I was gonna say because I was about I was around that same age age range too Mm -hmm. when the movies were coming out and I definitely wouldn't have been allowed in the theater (laughs) yeah which is like I I feel so robbed of that experience like getting to see the original trilogy when they came out in theaters yeah I feel that way now where I Mm -hmm. really want to be able to watch like the lighting of the beacons yes on the big screen in a dark audience with like a whole group of people who are excited first time yeah Ah, be so good um yeah so I just like we just had them on dvd and I watched them a lot sometimes I'm embarrassed about how like many hours of my life I've dedicated to (laughs) watching Lord of the Rings but it's like a lot so then I I read the books for the first time in one of my AP English classes in high school we like we had like had to do like summer reading Mm -hmm. at a certain like reading level and so I read the trilogy for the first time over like the summer of my junior year I think and listen this is like a little bit of a Lord of the Rings hot take, but I am more of like a movie. Like I that, enjoy movies. That is not at all a hot take <laughs> when it comes to Lord of the Rings. You <laughs> okay. are no, no, no. You are in the you are in the majority because okay. I think everyone recognizes that like what Tolkien did with his writing and everything is you know groundbreaking mm-hmm. and did so much for the genre, but it just does not there's there's a lot that like just doesn't hold up or do well so many years later in terms of like how to tell a story for example he has them destroy the ring and then there's still a hundred pages left yeah and then even in the second to last chapter they get to the shire and they're yeah they have yeah they have to have like an uprising yeah (laughs) it's like and saruman gets very violently killed and (laughs) yeah and it's like tolkien dude this is a whole other story right here like yeah like obviously the story is amazing and there's no denying that but like because I'm a big fantasy reader I I read a lot of fantasy and in terms of like writing style that I enjoy reading it's like Tolkien's not really one of them (laughs) you are definitely it's so funny because like all the time I guess I ask my guests you know how did you get into it and they're always like well I watched the movies first (laughs) and I'm like yes because you are a normal person because they're really good like there's no faults in them the books are so hard to read and get Mm -hmm. into yeah Uh, and I know I definitely wouldn't have kept reading if I hadn't been podcasting (laughs) I would have gotten a couple (laughs) chapters in and been like oh my Oh my god this is That's going nowhere good. yeah they are boy they are walking they are they? walking oh oh boy there's so many characters so mm-hmm. many characters giving exposition wow yeah. which is why i tend to anyone who's like should i read lord of the rings or whatever i almost always recommend the hobbit first because yeah, it's i would do that so too. much more digestible in terms of like getting used to his writing i, I just think the hobbit 
it's obviously like it's a children's story so I guess that makes sense but like because you still get the world but the the writing is just a little bit more consumable in my opinion oh definitely yeah like a (laughs) hundred percent like Tolkien is a totally different man when he like Hobbit Tolkien versus Lord of the Rings Tolkien totally Totally. yeah and a lot of people and people have used um I can't remember who, but one of my guests gave the in-universe reason for that is that Bilbo wrote The Hobbit, but Frodo wrote The Lord of the mm. Rings. Mm. And Bilbo was in a much better, like, he, he <laughs> had a, yeah, he was, like, just fuddy-duddy, having a yeah. good time, just happy to, like, be with the elves in Rivendell yeah. at the end. He, like, then, for real, just, like, had a little adventure, and Frodo, yeah. like had his life ruined yeah frodo was traumatized with a (laughs) capital t Mm -hmm. so that that explains a lot of the like tone Mm -hmm. changes and so question little not i guess it's not off topic but are you going to do this podcast with the silmarillion as well great question (laughs) (laughs) i don't know yet um because i know how dense I know that the Silmarillion is like it people say like it reads like a history textbook. Bruh. <laughs> so have you yeah. read it? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I genuinely get so mad because I've heard it many times, like in the Tolkien community, people saying the Silmarillion is their favorite book. And I'm just like I don't you're, understand. You're it. lying. I'm like, like you're I being know, a pretentious. Yeah, I get it. You wanna be right like now. you wanna be like that. Tolkien guy but like saying Silmarillion is your favorite is just so annoying to me because it's objectively hard to read and it's like not good storytelling I'm not saying there aren't good stories in it but the way that they're told is like it's like it's like a cross section of like how the bible reads and how like like a history textbook reads (laughs) it's not enjoyable in the slightest yeah, so good I, uh, luck. If, I'm like, good luck if you want to do that. But I don't know how I'm going to manage that. Um, I might do it where I don't know, because on one hand, um, I think it would be really nice to provide people who like Lord of the Rings and, and are Tolkien fans, but are intimidated by mm. the Silmarillion. It might be nice to like provide a more like fun way of consuming it. Yeah, honestly, that's a fantastic point because I think I would rather watch a podcast of people talking about the Silmarillion than ever put my eyes yeah. on the words of the Silmarillion ever again. The, the problem though is that I'm still the person who has to read it. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the other true. thing is like I don't know if I I don't know how I would find because sometimes it gets difficult finding guests who are um who have like some kind of I tried to get some kind of like content creators mm-hmm. on um who have like you know some kind of following on the internet um and also have that cross section of like is willing to read a chapter of this book so it gets kind of hard to find guests so I ha- I have no clue how I would even begin to find people who have you know all of those mm-hmm. who have that like intersection but with one of Tolkien's like most obscure like works like maybe even if you didn't do the whole thing like yeah I've had people suggest that too just you could maybe like, do like Baron and Luthien yeah like Fanor and you know like maybe some of like the big ones that people could actually expand on <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I've heard people suggest that too just doing like the highlights of the Silmarillion my goal is that um there's like a couple 
Um, I say a couple. It's like a growing list at this point, like random things that I want to cover after um, I finish covering the Hobbit movies. Um, I want to do the cartoon movies. Oh, fun. Okay. Um, I have to do the like Russian Soviet Union adaptations. Oh, yeah. I've I've never like seen it, but I've seen stuff from it. What looks wild. Yeah, I um, I think I found out. So I knew that there was a, a version of The Hobbit and like earlier this year, I knew that there was that version and there was a guest who was telling me all about it and how like there's some version that the captions when it's like dubbed in English, the English is totally different from like what the Russian subtitles say. Mm. And it's like a totally they're like two different stories. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, that sounds like a trip. And then yeah, yeah and then. <laughs> They just like released the Lord of the Rings one um, mm-hmm. or just like discovered it or uncovered it or something. Yes. Yeah. And then I'm hoping that will buy me enough time that I won't have to start the Silmarillion because then the Amazon Prime series will have come well, out. Well, that'll come out, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. I'm excited for that, too. I'm sure it's going to be totally different than a lot of people Tolkien diehards are going to be like wanting. Tolkien diehards literally hate everything. So I don't have time to appeal to them at all. I'm just happy that like there's going to be content that I can like actively participate in along Mm -hmm. with the rest of the community rather Mm -hmm. than me being you know like the last one 20 to <laughs> 70 in the case yeah. of the hobbit book 70 yeah. years late to the game you know right <laughs> um but yeah okay so uh let's dive into this chapter okay this is chapter 14 fire and water it's it's very unassuming because it, i think it's like nine pages it's very mm-hmm. short mm-hmm. um and it's also the first chapter and i don't think this happens either at any point in all of lord of the rings where it's from the perspective of not one of our main characters yeah mm-hmm. um so that's definitely something like really jarring and, and you know different right off the bat but something like really major happens in this chapter and i was not expecting it at all and i was like what really so like, okay which part <laughs> uh smaug dying i was oh, like you didn't think he was gonna die no i knew he was gonna die i didn't oh, think okay. it was gonna be at the hands of some random guy from <laughs> lake like town guy, that we've yeah. never met <laughs> wait is this the first chapter that he's in because i obviously didn't i wasn't like uh, who bard? Yeah, is this yeah, the, literally? I'm pretty the sure this is the first. There might <laughs> he might have like had like a little. There might have been like some hinting at his character in okay. um the chapter where they were in Lake Town, mm. but even then. Like that's pretty funny. I, I I thought that there would be this long drawn out. Draw, I mean, I'm sure because they split the movie into three parts. I'm sure this is a long drawn out battle. Um, in the movie, but like I thought it was going to be something between like Smaug and the dwarves and Bilbo. You know, our main characters. <laughs> So can so. I talk about the movie or do you like not want to be like spoiled for that? Um, I don't really want to know any specific details about the movie. Um, I do know that one of them is called The Desolation of Smaug, implying yes. that like this chapter and the previous maybe, let's see, when did? Yeah, he was introduced in chapter 12, um, Inside Information. Mm, and then okay. this is chapter 14. So they made like an entire movie supposedly about... <sighs> You know, maybe maybe let's include the chapter before and the chapter after after, you know, four to five chapters where not much happens. I will say I think the second movie is 
a bit of a misnomer, if you will. Um, I, I think when you watch the movies, you'll be surprised at how. Oh no! <laughs> because without being too specific, you know, obviously Smaug dies just like in this one chapter. Yeah. It's just like he just flies in, Bard like, and he's like, and that's it. That's and like it's pretty quick in the movies as well. That's nuts. <laughs> that's just so crazy. <laughs> Okay, so, so back to this. Yeah, back to this chapter. Um, so yeah, like I said, we are not with any of the dwarves. We're not with Bilbo. We're not even with Gandalf. Who knows where mm-hmm. Gandalf is? I don't know. Um, don't. we have gone back to the town of Lake Town. Actually, I don't. So previously, when the dwar- when the dwarves and Bilbo were at Lake Town having this like feast and party and everything, it was just called. Mm-hmm. It was called like Lake Town with a capital L. And mm-hmm. then now in this chapter, it's being referred to Esgaroth. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so is this just a different lake town, like a different town on the lake, or is this the same one? I'm assuming it's the same one, but yeah. Well, I'm trying to think because Lake Town is in the lake, but Esgaroth is like a city that's like right outside of like the doors of Erebor. Okay. So I I think yeah it's too different. But but I don't think Esgroth is inhabited. Like Esgroth is sort of like a abandoned city. It, it's it's where the dwarves used to live because all the dwarves didn't like live in Erebor. They I think the dwarves lived in Esgroth. Gotcha. And there obviously is no one there anymore. Okay. Um. If yeah, I if I'm right, that's funny. Recall it. <laughs> I might be totally anyway. wrong, but that's what I think the situation is. So the so Smaug um to seek revenge because he could uh he he wasn't sure where Bilbo had come from, but he could tell that he was with dwarves. He could tell that they had come um f- uh, up down this you know, up down this river, whatever. They mm-hmm. he could tell that they had come <laughs> from the direction of this river. Um, and so he's like, I'm gonna go destroy Lake Town because the people <laughs> there helped them. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes, so he starts flying in and this is from the perspective of like the, the villagers and everything. And at first they're like, oh my gosh, the river is flooding with gold because they can see, I'm assuming it's like the, either the reflection of Mm -hmm. his fire or even just like his red coloring or whatever in the water. Mm -hmm. They think that the, um, dwarves and the the king under the mountain they're like oh my gosh they did it they went and they defeated smaug and they um like they discovered the treasure and now our rivers are running with treasure Mm -hmm. and there's this one dude um oh actually and they're like uh they said it is time the songs began to prove themselves again and i'm like y'all are gonna regret that (laughs) that's a (laughs) yikes And there's this one guy who says, I don't think that's the river like running with gold. I think that's the dragon. And they're all like, oh, quit being a gloomy Gus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is a man who uh, has a history of always being like the sky is falling, basically, and being Mm -hmm. like, there's a uh, there are floods coming and this fish is poison and stuff. So they don't believe him. Um, and then they eventually do see um, that it is the dragon. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, big yikes on yikes. that one. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine that, though. Like, it's such a big turn of events that they're like, oh, my God, we're going to be rich, y'all. Like, to, to, from fortune to fire in, in a matter of, in, I mean, it would seconds, have to be, yeah. like, seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're like, just, oh, like, they're, they're watching, they're, like, watching <laughs> off in the distance. They're like, 
oh my god our rivers are gold this is amazing hey what's mm. in that what's in the sky <laughs> hang on it's a bird wait a oh oh yeah oh no <laughs> we're dead yeah and like where do you where do you go everyone like, get a bucket and get ready to dump water on everything <laughs> yeah yeah so they're like okay the dragon's coming they say cut the bridges and this is what like, I don't understand. I'm like, it's a flying dragon. Like, what's he going to do? Walk over to you? Like, you need the bridges. Like, <laughs> you I need to get out. <laughs> I don't think Smaug is going to be like, oh, darn. Cut. <laughs> Even if he wasn't a flying dragon, I, I, I feel like he's not going to be like, darn, they cut down the bridges. I guess I can't get there. You know, it's the, mm. it's the equivalent of like tucking your feet under the sheets when there's a murderer in your yeah. room. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, yeah, like, if I keep my feet, both of my feet under the covers, the <laughs> yeah. monster under the bed isn't going to grab me. They can't me. even see me, I'm yeah, pretty they sure. They don't know about me. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're like, everyone prepare, like get, you know, get your weapons, um, cut the bridges, destroy the bridges. Um, and so they prepare for battle and I'm like, good luck, y'all. <laughs> Just yeah, have like, fun. Yeah, like what are you going to do? <laughs> good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, Smaug comes flying in and obviously starts breathing fire everywhere. This is something that, again, that I don't really get is that he can't miraculously cutting down the bridges did work. <laughs> I don't get Ooh. how. Uh, and then uh, it says his enemies were on an island in deep water, too deep and dark and cool for his liking. If he, so I think the implication is that like if he goes into like towards this island the like heat from his fire will cause there to be vapor and then he can't see. And I'm mm. like, I this is a weak excuse for me. I don't exactly follow this logic, but okay, yeah, Tolkien. That it is, you know, we're gonna we're gonna let it slide, but it that is a bit sus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh he starts um setting everything on fire because uh, he can't he can't get to the people exactly, but he can at least burn down their buildings. Um apparently though as soon as he sets the buildings on fire, they've, like, already put them out. Um, they're, like, doing a, a really good job for, like, a village <laughs> that has no modern technology. There's doing... a bunch of guys with buckets, like, putting yeah, out dragon fire. <laughs> that's what I'm like. How are they doing this so fast? Um, yeah. Fire leaped from thatched roofs and wooden beam ends as he hurtled down and passed and round again. Though mm-hmm. all had been drenched with water before he came. Um, oh, okay. I guess that means... They had already, maybe they pre-wet everything so it didn't burn as much. Maybe they'll all have been drenched with water before, before he came. came. So maybe yeah. that's what it means. I mean, yeah. smart. <laughs> yeah, at least, good. I mean, like, that's pretty good considering they went from, like, guys, we're rich to, oh, that's a dragon yeah. <laughs> in the span of five seconds. We gotta seconds. drench the wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the um, villagers and everyone, they're all shooting him with arrows. Obviously, nothing is working. Mm-hmm. Um Men start trying to flee. Women and children have been um, huddled away. And then it says the master himself was turning to his great gilded boat, hoping to row away in the confusion and save himself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, that, it's a pretty funny visual in, in the movie. It's like <laughs> boat full of gold. It's like, where are you going? <laughs> where are you going? He's just like. I'm out. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to go. Have fun. Yeah. I'm just picturing that meme of that guy who's holding up a peace sign and then it like slowly fades away. Yeah, that is him. That is definitely. That's him right now. He's like, I'm Audi 5000. <laughs> Y'all have fun with that. Yeah, good luck. So everyone's is, is trying to fight, but obviously it's a fire breathing dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not doing so hot. Yep. 
And so they all start fleeing, except for this one dude who was the one who called out and was like, I don't think that's gold in the river. That's a dragon. Let's prepare. Mm -hmm. Um, And his name is Bard. And he is, first of all, I think he might be my favorite character. (laughs) (laughs) Bard the Bowman. Um, He uh, is a descendant in long line of Gurion. Gurion? Yeah. Sure. Lord of Dale. So in the time before Smaug ruined all of Dale, his family ruled that land. Oh, Dale. That's the, that was the dwarven town. That was what I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay. okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, So his, yeah, his family had to flee and escape when all of that went down um, uh, all those years ago. And they came to live here. um, And Apparently, <laughs> the being a descendant of Dale means that you can understand birds. Um, listen, listen. Let it happen. Let it happen. I literally. I think I wrote. I think I. Yeah, I just wrote down. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Sure. This is again. There are a lot of points where, um, so far in this book, where. Because I know, like, the background and history of how this came to be of it was Tolkien telling his kid a bedtime story. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that I can tell, like, this was just Tolkien making it up as <laughs> He's he like, went. And they, they talked to birds. <laughs> and the birds yes. <laughs> came to them with a secret. Um, I yeah. also, um, I made it until this point in the book where I finally was like, okay, I don't know what... Th- a thrush is it keeps saying the book has at this point referred to type of bird yeah it's a type of bird um the only thing that was coming to mind was it's uh thrush is something that like can happen in babies mouths uh and that's all i was thinking of (laughs) (laughs) you're like how does this relate (laughs) yeah i was like i don't Okay, sure. I don't understand. <laughs> um, so I did finally have to look up what a thr- I was like, hey, Siri, what's a thrush? <laughs> it's I a bird. I, I probably only know that because I I went to school for zoology and I t- had to take an ornithology class, which is like the study of birds. Oh, okay. So. I was, uh, that, does yeah. give you, that does give you a bit of an <laughs> gives advantage. Gives me a little bit of background knowledge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really obscure background knowledge, but you never know when it'll come in handy. Yeah, like when you're reading The Hobbit. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and so he, so Bard is basically the only man left. He's trying to bring down uh, Smaug all on his own, and he's shot all of his arrows except one. And then this bird uh, comes and like sits on his shoulder and says, "Wait, wait! The moon is rising. Look for the hollow of the left. Look for the hollow of the left breast as he flies and turns above you." Mm-hmm. so lucky honestly Just... so specific which we love the bird we love the thrush yeah for, mm-hmm. for the specificity <laughs> yes um and so bard prepares and he waits for the right moment and he has this single arrow left it's a black arrow this is a lot of history that he's spent with this particular arrow mm-hmm. um <clears throat> it's yeah it was passed down from his father and like his father's father used it and they like always made sure to like go and retrieve it. Um, and he is like, okay, little buddy, don't fail me now. I'm like, this is a lot of pressure, <laughs> pressure. a single arrow. Um, 
So he he fires it and it goes straight into Smaug's left breast where he doesn't have the um, like scale and protection. Mm-hmm. It says, in it smote and vanished, barb, shaft and feather, so fierce was its flight. With a shriek that deafened men, felled trees and split stone, Smaug shot spouting into the air, turned over and crashed down from on high in ruin. Later down, it says, there was a hiss, a gushing whirl and then silence. And that was the end of Smaug and Esgaroth, but not of Bard. Boom. And I was that th- Mi- this mic was, drop. This was the moment when I was like, <laughs> really? Like we've had this huge like antagonist slash villain. Yeah. That we've been like waiting for. Um, like that's been let like uh, hinted at like since the first chapter since the dwarves were like well we're trying to go get this treasure mm-hmm. um, but it's gu- it's guarded by this dragon who destroyed everything we know and love and then we had this really cool chapter where Bilbo's sneaking around <laughs> and, and then like a random battle in Lake Town with the character that we don't haven't even met <laughs> until this point and yeah. he's killed. Yeah, because like Smaug is the villain of the Hobbit. Like there isn't there isn't another <laughs> villain in the story. So. Yeah, and that's that was my next question. That I was I was like, this is so anticlimactic. I was like, but mm-hmm. wait a minute, there's still five chapters left after this. What is what is the rest of this book about? <laughs> and then I was like, well, hang on, I need to remind myself. This is also the same man who. Uh, destroyed the ring and then had a hundred more pages. So I have to remind myself. You got to remember the, the walk back home. <laughs> the walk it's back, inf- yeah, it can be infinitely long. <laughs> we got to detail that. Yeah, I think there is a chapter called like the return journey home. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yep, the return journey. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So we'll get to see more walking, everyone. Don't worry about it. So yeah, that is the. I also I do appreciate. Uh, that was the end of Smaug and Esgaroth, but not of Bard. Because I was worried Bard, for a minute. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a minute, Bard is my new favorite character. <laughs> it would have been a real loss if, you, I need if they to... had both gone in one chapter. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, so I was very glad that he uh, that he lived. Um, unfortunately, the whole town is in ruin and they have like nowhere else to go. Um, and so they're they're in for some hard times trying to figure everything out. Mm-hmm. But they they regroup like um, the marshes by Mirkwood. So they're like on the edge of Mirkwood trying to regroup. Mm-hmm. And the, the good news is that uh, it says three quarters of the people of the town had escaped alive. Their woods and fields and pastures and cattle and most of their boats were undamaged. So that's good. You have what you need to rebuild a town. Now you just mm-hmm. got to rebuild it. And this is when... The master uh, is like, whoa, that was some pretty crazy business back there. Oh, my gosh. That was nuts. That's a good thing. Guys. I didn't abandon you or anything. Uh-huh. Um, and he... Uh, is like, and he's like, oh, it's a good thing for for Bard, try, mm-hmm. like trying to like get back in everyone's good graces because he knows yeah. that they're all mad at him. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they think he's dead at first. Yeah, he thinks he's dead. He's like, oh, alas, rip, Bard. <laughs> and Bard's oh, like, I'm literally right here. He's <laughs> like standing right behind him, like dr- he's like drenched in water. He's, he's like, like, I'm here. 
<laughs> um, and everyone starts cheering and chanting King Bard. And I was like, yeah, King Bard, King, King Bard. He's way better already than yeah. the master. The master is like, well, he can't be king of Esgaroth because I'm... I'm the king of Esgaroth. Mm-hmm. Um, or we don't, or I don't even think he says that like we have a king or whatever. Oh, in the Lake Town, we always have elected masters that they, mm-hmm. they host an election. Uh, it's just <laughs> funny to me. Um, <laughs> so he's like, he's like, if you want to be a king, you can go back to your family's land and, and rule from there. And if anyone wants to follow, I mean, it's like pretty desolate there. If <laughs> it, like, anyone sucks, but whatever. wants to, you know, go that you can go there where mm-hmm. everything is in ruin or you can stay with me. And everyone's like, OK, we'll go with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no questions asked. We will leave. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> do you really want King Bard or, or <laughs> guys, it's me. And yeah. like, we shall have King Bard. <laughs> They're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, they say up the bowman and down with money bags. Damn. Shots fired. I know, I know. Yeah, so then the master starts shifting the blame from like himself and, and everything that's happened and trying to he's like, Okay, well, they're not on they're still not on my side. So what what about those people that were here a couple weeks ago and we had that mm. big party and they were the, they said that they were he was the king of the mountain I think they had something to do with this it's all their fault um it's it's Quick their fault that we yeah exactly and it sa- it says as you see the master had not got his position for nothing mm. um and so I love that like even in a fantasy world from like <laughs> 70 years ago. Politicians. <laughs> I swear. He's like, he, like, po- yeah, politicians have not changed. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, also, that like, very telling, honestly. Also, like, come on, Tolkien, it's a fictional world. Yeah, could you, you have not, he, maybe, like, he could be a nice. Yeah, you could have made him a nice dude. Mayor. You could have made him not like a real life politician. <laughs> yeah. And so they're all like, yeah, you're right. It's those dwarves' faults. Yeah, let's go kill them. Hmm. Um, and Bard steps in with some. He he's like, all right, let's th- let's think this through. Let's calm down. There's a good chance that the dwarves are already dead, and I don't think it's worth us like risking our lives after we've done all of this stuff mm-hmm. to go back and and try to kill the dwarves, which might not even happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love that the. This contrast of these two leaders who have just like popped up in this short little chapter of the master who is, yeah, like super corrupt and manipulative um, and and uh, very like self-centered. And then there's Bard who took down the dragon single handedly. And then he's like getting everyone to he's like, let's use common sense and like talks Mm -hmm. everyone down. He's Um, the people's man. He is the people's man, yes. (laughs) Like, again, without giving away too much of the movie. Are you going to watch the movie? Yes, I'll definitely cover them, yeah. So they get a lot of heat. Like, a lot of people don't like them. I love them. I love any, like, any Tolkien material you can give me. I'm all here for it. But, because they get a lot of heat for, like, adding in a lot of stuff. Um, But one of the things I think is good is that, like, you get a little bit more of Bard. So his... (laughs) 
appearance is a lot less like random rather than just like oh here's some guy like here's in this a one chapter random like, dude yeah he's who sort of, is like, showing up in this single chapter yeah you you definitely get a lot more of bard and like lake town people so it feels less like less random yeah <laughs> why do we care about <laughs> about this random dude yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, we love Bard. Yeah, so um, this is a Bard Stan podcast. <laughs> Bard stands only. Um, my favorite thing is like is not really caring about some of like a lot of the main characters. Like a lot mm. of the times <laughs> reading the book, I'm like, I don't really care what happens to Frodo. I don't really yeah. care what happens to <laughs> Sam or or I did not care that Boromir died at all. Um, Hot take. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. Um, but like. I was like, but Bill the Pony, y'all. <laughs> Did he make it back? <laughs> this is the most important character. Um, Irith in the House of the Healing, she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. These random, like, one-off characters. And I'm you like, get, like, Tom Bombadil and Goldberry. It's like, what are they doing? Love what them. wacky characters. Love them. Um, Frodo who? What? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Bard. Yeah, he kind of calms everyone down, and he's like, let's start thinking about what to do next, because we, like, our town is in ruin, and we need to figure out where we're going to go from here. Um, And they, I think they send word up to to the elves of Mirkwood, um, mm-hmm. because they have been, or the wood elves. Um, they've had a pretty good relationship with them, so they're like, hopefully they'll send us some aid, and they'll help mm-hmm. us. Um. And he, like, takes over, and the master does nothing, and it's just like, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm doing all of this, but really yeah. it's just Bard. <laughs> yeah. Um, taking control and, like, being active to, like, help everyone. Mm-hmm. So at this point, the Elven King had already received word of what happened down here. He found fa- he he finds out that Smaug has been killed, and his thought, his immediate thought is, oh, that means that the dwarves are probably dead, mm-hmm. um, and that means so so they probably died in this journey. The dragon is dead. That means this treasure is unguarded. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I see what's happening here. Because the the Lake Town people were talking about grouping together to go up and get the treasure. Mm-hmm. And now the elves are talking about doing this. And I'm like, everyone's going to go and try and get the treasure. I see mm-hmm. what's happening here. I guess that's what the rest of the book is about. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> There's some conflict. There. Um, uh, and so they start making their way down. Down. Uh, going towards the mountain to go to the treasure and that's when they uh, get like a they run into the messenger or whoever from Lake Town being like please help us we're dying (laughs) Um, so they go and help them and some of the elves stay behind with like the women and and children um, and like a couple other people they get a group to uh, start like rebuilding Lake Town Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ma- I love this. The master stayed behind. Yeah, big shock. I'm assuming because he- <laughs> he's like, I'm going to stay right here. We're safe. <laughs> Y'all have fun in that. My boat full of money. Mountain. It looks a little chilly up there. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but I can also imagine him being like, I have very important work to do here. Yeah. And meanwhile, yeah. like the people working on like rebuilding their town are like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even have like a desk. Like, what's he going to do? Yeah, he, th- he just thinks he's <laughs> so important. This is going to be a super specific reference, but in Gilmore Girls, there's a character who they uh, try and trick in 
to um it's uh luke's brother-in-law and mm-hmm. he's very like ditzy and dumb yep but he's also super sensitive and he th- they like he he wants to like go into like carpentry basically and become a a contractor (laughs) but he's so bad at it that they don't they're like he can't take control of this house he's gonna destroy it Mm -hmm. so they like they pay the actual contractor more money to let (laughs) this other character think that he's the con the head contractor Mm -hmm. when really they they're like oh we need the mystic hammer and they like send him to a town like on the other side of the state to like pick buy a random hammer just so that they can like build the house and get it done in time oh and that's what the master reminds me of yeah okay we have to like make him think that he's in charge i don't even know if anyone's really even trying to I think he I think he thinks he's He thinks he's in charge and no yeah. one cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so at this point I was like, oh, so what's happened? this happens to me a lot when I'm reading Tolkien where like right as a thought occurs to me Tolkien like brings it up and addresses it Mm. and I was thinking like so what happened to Smaug's body like that's a giant (laughs) dragon carcass Uh Uh, yeah I like how they like describe it in here so they are not going to they're not going to rebuild their town where it was um, because there's a giant dragon lying on top of it and that would be a lot of work probably (laughs) cursed Um, ground and it says he would never he would never return again to his golden bed, but was stretched cold as stone, twisted upon the floor of the shallows. There, for ages, his huge bones could be seen in calm weather amid the ruined piles of the old town. That's so creepy. It's a really like striking visual. Yeah, like seeing his bones in the water. Yeah, and like on it's a also sad a little bit. Like the mist, maybe like clearing on like a a foggy day and then yeah. you just see these like bones in the distance yeah and all the kids in the village are like i dare you to go touch it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, no, it sort of makes me sad a little bit i'm not i mean he like he's obviously like sucks a dragon know, like, yeah he's a murderous dragon but i don't know i'll so, see if, I, I'll see if it makes me sadder in the in the movie mostly i was just like well, that was that was awfully fast. Yeah, it is. Awfully <laughs> One of our fast. main problems was solved. Yeah, um, that was pretty fast. Um, so yeah, the uh, men who are able to fight and the elves who are able to fight all get ready and they start marching up towards the the mountain. Mm-hmm. And that's where the chapter ends. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Again, yeah, a really like unassuming, very short chapter. After I edit this, this episode's probably going to be like, I don't know, 45 minutes long, which mm-hmm. is 15 minutes shorter than I usually do. So like it's a short chapter, but like a really major thing happens in it where yeah, I just I wasn't get, expecting it. I've never really thought about. I mean, but it is fast in the movie, too. So it's like I guess it's not surprising that it's, it's just such so a weird fast because uh, I well there's a little bit more like action in the movie but yeah it's sort of just like Bard's like yeah no I've got a lucky arrow so we're probably good we're we're good yeah we're good I've got, this, <laughs> I've got this one arrow that's been passed down from generation I've to generation sort of been saving this thing for a while and this and, bird told me a secret uh, so <laughs> I got it. the stars are aligning right now. yeah <laughs> which like can you imagine being like the soldier standing next to him and like up until this point this is just like the crazy old man in your village who's been like Bard's the like, fish are poisoned <laughs> and you're like 
And then now he's like, there's a dragon coming. And you're like, there's not a dragon coming. <laughs> and then he's like, guys, I know what to do. I have this really special arrow. And a bird told me <laughs> yeah. to aim for this specific spot on the dragon. And then everyone else is like, like, okay, bard, well, we're yeah, going to go. You have fun. I'm um, going to retreat. <laughs> yeah, we're going to just go. And you do whatever you need to do, bard. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, it worked out really great. So, yeah. so good. Totally good for saved him. everyone. Yeah. Good for we him. Love him. Um, is there anything that we, I feel like we talked about everything, but is there anything that we missed or something you wanted to bring up? Honestly, I'm just like sort of excited for you to watch the movies now. I'm really, I'm really interested to see like (laughs) what, because with the, with the Lord of the Rings movies, I know that like they're so coveted and people are, um, it's like one of the only times where people are like the movies are better than the books Mm -hmm. um so i am so curious to like and like i read like i when i read when i was reading lord of the rings i was like okay this is obviously enough content to fill three three hour movies Mm -hmm. yeah but i'm reading (laughs) this and i'm like i don't even think this book is enough to fill one three hour movie Mm -hmm. so i'm really interested to see what what they did and what they've expanded on. I know that Orlando Bloom came back and Legolas some for some reason is in the movies. <laughs> yeah, so I don't I don't know how much you know about like the production of the Hobbit movies. Like how much do you know about all of that? Oh, I know nothing. So Peter Jackson <laughs> said that he would never make the Hobbit because I, I he has like a a quote where he's like, I don't know how to put you know how many members of the it's like 13 four, 14 i lose characters. count every time i like have plus never... bilbo and yeah and uh Gandalf, Gandalf, i think it's yeah. 14 yeah and he said like i don't know how to make a movie where you have that many characters on screen and you make them all like important because you obviously just yeah you can't have all these dwarves on the screen and be like yeah we just don't know any of their names and like <laughs> it's like it, it I mean, has to transfer to be fair he did, media he did that in lord of the rings where there's i mean there's you know the nine fellowship and then there's like definitely at least you know five or six more other characters that we care about so but i understand that because like i'm reading the book and i'm like i don't know how to differentiate any of these dwarves all yes. i know is that balan's really cool <laughs> and he always yeah. like steps up to do something and keely and feely usually are like the guinea pigs of the group and they're like why don't you go test it out for us yeah. <laughs> and then bomber well, is fat well it, yeah in lord of the rings it's like well there's the dwarf and there's even if like you don't know their names it's like if you saw a silhouette yeah. it's like there's the dwarf there's the elf there's the man there's the four there's hobbits the other and man. there's the wizard yeah <laughs> but like in the hobbit it's like okay well there's the dwarf and the dwarf and the dwarf and the dwarf and it's like it's too much yeah so he said four more dwarves yeah so he said that he would never make the hobbits because of that reason he's like i just it's too much so guillermo del toro actually started making the hobbit movies or like or he was like going to make a hobbit movie and then production fell through with him and it was but it was like already very much started um and Guillermo del Toro fell through with it and then that's when Peter Jackson picked it up because it was like this is sort of already in motion like and so he was like okay I'll do it um so it was originally going to be 
Well, I think he wanted to keep it at one movie, but then the New Line Cinema, who produced the movie, they were like, we want two movies. We want more money. Yeah. So they were like, okay, like we can make it two movies. And then they came back and they said, we want it to be three movies. And it's like, well, they either like make it and it's three movies or it doesn't get made. And now there's like millions of dollars lost. Right. So like a lot of people Mm. complain about like, how do you make, you know, a 250 page book into three movies? And it's like, I get it. I get it. It's there's definitely a lot added and there's a lot that's like unnecessary but it's still the story you know and and I think it expands in good spots like it'll have more nuance of some of the dwarves just like existing and interacting and you get a sense of who everyone has a little bit of yeah <laughs> it's like Ori is like the medical one and and you know Balin is you know the one that talks and Dwalin is like the warrior and Keely and Feely are like the young guys and so, so you just get a little bit more than just like knowing it's that there dwarf. are dwarves <laughs> on screen like yeah. you sort of know everyone and hopefully more than just this one's fat yeah well Bomber Uh-oh. is sort of his, his whole stick is just being fat oh, poor Bomber. <laughs> I'm not even sure if he has a line oh, in the man. whole series but yeah I I, I really I think th- there's definitely an element of uh, they introduce like a second villain storyline which I think could have been done without but okay well yeah yeah, we'll have to i'll have to see what happens i yeah yeah just like interested to see what the other thing is that my um my like expectations like the bar is really low for me in terms of like what i consider a good movie mm-hmm. <laughs> like i <laughs> <Okay>. like <laughs> most of like i could watch an oscar winning movie and be like mm, mm-hmm. not yeah. for me <laughs> but yeah. i'm like shrek 2 oh well that's that's like, a masterpiece <laughs> that's a cinematic masterpiece you know? exactly like <laughs> so because my my general like expectation for a movie is like did i enjoyed the experience Mm -hmm. of watching Mm -hmm. it like was I entertained Mm -hmm. and if the answer is yes then I'm like yeah I liked that movie yeah I'm totally the same one and so I I feel like I'm gonna have like similar feelings about the Hobbit movies um but I'm so interested to hear about the specifics (laughs) I know I'm like excited for you to it's gonna be crazy because like a lot of people try to compare it to Lord of the Rings and it's like it's not you just can't like it's just don't like you're not gonna enjoy it if you're like expecting Lord of the Rings 2.0 like it's 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 way and and I tell that to people all the time. It's like the Lord of the Rings is a very serious story. Like it's truly a story of like good versus evil, like the end of the world. And The Hobbit is just like a little adventure that happens in this world. It's just like a company of dwarves go and get some treasure. <laughs> it's like so much and it's and even if you put it in context of like the world of Middle Earth, like it's before you know, the ring is like building its power. It's like, it's really yeah. a kind of like peace in Middle Earth. And it's just like a little tiny side quest that happens. So it's like, do you don't need to, don't compare this like lighthearted children's story to the Lord of the Rings, like this epic saving the world adventure. Cause it's not. They're it's totally not, different stories. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's not comparable. Totally different stories. Totally different vibes. You mm-hmm. know, one, yeah. One was a bedtime story that he told to his kid. Exactly. And then the other one was like, that. that's the, the thing that just makes me laugh so much is that he 
writes his cute little children's story on it, <laughs> like unassuming bedtime story. Mm-hmm. And then like his editor or whoever, you know, publisher, I don't know, whatever, fans, they're like, we love this. Give us more. Yeah. And he's like, well, now I'm, I'm glad you asked because yeah. <laughs> I think I, I could make a story out of it. I could probably piece together something else because I feel like usually it's the total reverse where like mm-hmm. people will have this really epic like first book or first season mm-hmm. of a show or the first movie will be awesome mm-hmm. and it receives such good feedback and reviews and stuff that people are like we want more we want more mm-hmm. and then they're like oh no we have to give them more what do we yeah. do and so they like scrap together whatever they can mm-hmm. this is the total opposite so yeah he, he gave us just like a little taste and we were like please more sir and then he was like yes here's the most epic fantasy adventure yeah. ever written uh here <laughs> you go a thousand pages <laughs> oh my god well uh that will bring us to the end of the episode thank you so much for coming on uh yeah. what would you like to plug um and share with our audience and where can people find you on the internet oh my gosh okay well i have a small business actually where i sell mostly like lord of the rings artwork and that my shop name is called in the reads r-e-a-d-s um i've got an instagram in the reads i've got it i've got an in the reads tiktok but let's be honest it's it's got like four followers so that's fine (laughs) um yeah so like in the reads.com i'm on etsy as well and then i do a lot of middle earth cosplays um that's under lauren does cosplay on tiktok and instagram yeah i'm just doing middle earth stuff all over the place Love it, love it. And uh, your your Witcher stuff is also really good. Thank you. It's like holding me over until hopefully we get season two sometime. I know. I, I think know. I think we're getting it in like November. I think we're getting it Still late not this year. Enough. Still not soon enough, man. I just need more. I know. Maybe I, I should re. So I need to. Maybe I should rewatch. That sounds like a good idea for me. Maybe I'll do yeah, that soon. I would do a rewatch. <laughs> That's What I'm Talking About is a proud member of WBE. You can learn more about the network by going to WBE.org, where you will find all of our shows like Sincerely Us. Dear listener, today's going to be a good day, and here's why. Because today we have found your new favorite podcast. Do you like all things musical theater? Or do you just like Hamilton? Then Sincerely Us is perfect for you. We take deep dives into modern musicals and teach you all that you need to know. From props and sets. To playwrights and composers. We will get you caught up on all things Broadway. We are Becca and Eni, two best friends. Here to teach you all about the shows that we love. Sincerely Us, a podcast for the casual musical theater fan. Join us every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts and on WBNE.org. The cover is by Graphite, a.k.a. Vaishon Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash pod or following the link in the episode description. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TolkienAboutPod. You can find me on Twitter at MCWhatsApp and Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. You can support the podcast by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod to explore the different tiers and perks that are available. And you can become a sponsor like Mayor. Mayor, thank you so much for becoming and staying a longtime supporter of That's What I'm Talking About. I very much appreciate your support, especially this month, because as I said last week, I will be donating everything that I raised through Patreon this month directly to the Harry Potter Alliance. However, 
The day that this episode comes out, they are actually uh, going to be renaming the Harry Potter Alliance. I just don't know what that name is yet. Um, I knew that they were going to be renaming it soon. I knew that this was something um, I'd gotten like an email a couple weeks ago uh, as like a survey. So I knew that they were doing some kind of rebranding in the future. But uh, as this episode is coming out, they are called something else. And I will make sure to say whatever that is next week. But at the time that I'm recording this, I don't know. And I'm like... How rude of them to make this big announcement on a Tuesday. Could we not do it on a Monday so that at least I can record your new name? Anyway, but yes, in honor of Pride Month, I will be donating everything to the Harry Potter Alliance, or formerly known as the Harry Potter Alliance, uh, because they do a lot of great LGBTQ activism, and I think that money going to them is going to a great cause. Um, uh, with all that being said, do you have any parting words for the audience Oh, I'm just happy that I, I, I'm a little bit butthurt that I didn't get to do the riddles in the dark chapter, because that's my favorite one. But I'm happy to, honestly, it makes me want to like do a reread of this. Yeah, I was telling you before we started that I have been reading The Hobbit every year for uh, like 2012. And I've taken a couple years off that I haven't read it. And just reading that chapter this morning, I was like, oh, I sort of sort of made me want to reread it again. <laughs> yeah, and it's a pretty like, you know, quick, like easy thing to pick up as For opposed sure. to being like reading one chapter of Fellowship of the Ring and being like, you know what, I think I'm okay to I put this down. I could set that down for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for everyone that's listening. If this is like their first time reading it along with you, that's exciting. I always love bringing new people. This is Lord of the Rings is truly like my favorite fandom. I think it has the nicest people I've ever mm-hmm. met in terms of, you know, long fandoms can get a little. <laughs> um, and not to say that the Tolkien fandom doesn't have some of that, but it's for the most part, the nicest the people nice I've people ever met. The nice people are great. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I was yeah. I was in that part of the fandom for the majority of, of this podcast. And then uh, towards the start of the year is when I, uh, dis- some, some the... very terrible people found yeah. me Ugh. and did not like that I implied that maybe in a fantasy world, we could imagine that maybe we could include some people of color. Oh huh? my gosh, I can't Or maybe say- or maybe oh. we could have some more women in yes. here. Yes. <laughs> my oh favorite my is when people are people are like, "Well, there weren't women. There aren't a lot of women in that story because that just wasn't, you know. Because why? The thing that wasn't Kyle? the thing back then. And I'm like, "Well, then explain like little women. Explain yeah. pride and prejudice." <laughs> yeah, it's like so people stupid. wrote about women. It just Yeah. And like, I can understand, I'm, I'm not, obviously, I'm like, super excited for the, the TV show, because it's going to be so much Hopefully. more diverse. Yeah, can we please get like, maybe more than just white men <laughs> on there? <laughs> Which like, I'm thrilled about. But like, I can see the argument of like, obviously, Tolkien was a man that grew up in England, yeah. in, you know, 1930. It's like, I get it. He wrote that. his perspective. And like, he grew up in a place where it was mostly white people. So like, I'm not like, here to be like Tolkien's a flaming racist it's like yeah, I my get thing it. is that I don't I'm not expecting that like Tolkien was going to be this woke dude no in, you know yeah. the 1950s <laughs> I just think that like it's worth bringing those things up so we yeah. can always improve upon them in the future yeah for like people to say now like oh we can't have any people of color in Middle Earth it's like well why why why, why? and then people are like that, well it's not historically accurate to it's the area and I'm like real. I'm like Middle Earth isn't a real thing and then people yeah. are like I got a this is where I got like flooded with hate I made a TikTok about like historically accurate to what 
Middle Earth is made yeah, up. Exactly. And all these people were like, it's based on it's European Saxon. Yeah, it's based on European mythology. And I'm like, okay. Okay. All, like all of this it's is still made sure. up. Yeah. Like he made up the fact that there are talking trees. Yeah. It's like when, <laughs> Can when we I not see- make up that there's some <laughs> exactly elves that are black in here yeah i know it's like whenever i see people even getting into that argument it's like you can say you're a racist a little quieter a little, like if, if oh you yeah people you're being a little loud about it's it it's a lot of people will write a lot of words to be mm-hmm. like i don't want to see I'm a big racist yeah i yeah. don't want to see people who don't look like me in my movies and tv yeah. shows honestly all i want to see is people who don't look like me i'm so tired of seeing people that look like me in media it's like <laughs> Give me some. I don't want to see me. Oh. I I watch media to escape from my yeah. life. Show me yeah. something that's not me. Oh. Um, we we like went down a, a, a we took like a sharp left turn we and started ranting. <laughs> What's like a, a happy note to end this on? A happy um, note. Um, you know the road goes ever on. There's there some go. good in this world. It's worth fighting for. It's worth fighting for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, yeah, I'm excited for all the new Tolkien fans. That's what I was saying. Yes, I'm also excited for all the new Tolkien fans. Yes, definitely. And that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) 